Fun Factory.com has partnered with Locker Room Talk and Shots. So when you use my special code, SELS20, you get 20% off your Fun Factory purchase. Just head to us.funfactory.com and use my code, SELS20, at checkout for 20% off sex toys, lube, massage oils, and more. Cheers. <laughs> Do the sex. Hi, this is Annette Benedetti, your hostess for Locker Room Talk and Shots, the podcast that likes to think of itself as the queer NPR of raunchy women's sex talk. You are about to sit in on the kind of conversations women have on their girls' nights out or behind closed doors while enjoying delicious drinks and dishing about sex. Think fun, honest, and feminist as fuck, and always with the goal of fighting the patriarchy, one female orgasm at a time. Welcome to the locker room. <laughs> Ring loop. Today's locker room talk topic is Cox on Lockdown, how to do Locktober. So I'm super fucking excited about this podcast for many reasons, but the first one is that one of my favorite guests has returned and for the first time, listeners will have the option of meeting our Russian dominatrix, Lucy in person, visually. She always brings so many toys and we talk about them, but you can't see them. And today you will be able to, if you go to my YouTube channel, which is Annette Benedetti, Annette, A-N-N-E-T-T-E, Benedetti, B-E-N-E-D-E-T-T-I, look me up, and you will be able to, if you're listening right now, watch this podcast episode. And I think that's going to be exciting to a lot of you because one of our most popular episodes today it is still downloaded in mass currently is male chastity cocks and cages where Lucy did us all the favor of explaining male chastity and why people do do it and how to do it because she is a, a expert at this point in her <laughs> career, her life. Um, and she's really great at walking people through it. Well, so what is this podcast about? Locktober. If you haven't yet dipped your toe into the male chastity experience, you might not have heard of it. If you have, or you're in the BDSM scene or you're a little kinky and like to throw your cock or your partner's cock in a cage now and then, then you might be familiar with it. But uh, Lucy is going to tell us all about it shortly. But first, Lucy, can you say hello to the listeners and maybe just introduce yourself real quick? Hello, listeners and viewers, if you decided to watch this. Um, I am harshly incognito today, and I am Lucy, the resident Russian dominatrix. So nice to see you all and meet you. Well, I don't see you, but nice to have you see me, I guess. And um, this is going to be a lovely podcast. We'll tell you all about Locktober. Yeah. So do you want to share just, I mean, your background in this you know, in this kink, like this is really a, a part uh, just for newbies here. Now, longtime listeners are very, very familiar with you, but newbies might be like, why are we listening to her? Um, so maybe give a little background. Right. So why are you listening to me? I don't know. I'm pretty cool. So 
hopefully that's why. Uh, but we have been engaged, my partner and I, in uh, male chastity for a number of years now. And we do it um, not quite all the time, obviously. It's a little hard to do, but um, quite a bit of the time. And uh, I am not the expert expert, but the local expert on the topic. So um, we do male chastity for myself and my companion. It is a way to enjoy a lot more sexy time and yet not have a cock involved because it's locked. So. Because it's on lockdown. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because it's on lockdown. Um, mm-hmm. Right. So Lucy it, like is dominant in bed period, and has a lot of experience with BDSM, uh, impact play, and male chastity. And so today, she is going to be walking us through um, what male chastity is. It's going to be a short intro. If you want the full meal deal, then you're going to have to scroll back in our podcast episodes and listen to uh, male chastity, Cox in a Cage. And then we're going to move forward with October, what it is, how you can try it out. Um, we're going to share equipment with you. That's right. You're going to get to see the equipment and she's going to tell you about it, the different options. Uh, it's really exciting uh, that we have this opportunity. What are we drinking? Well, it is actually quite early in the day and I thought what would be better than coffee and cocks? Cheers. Cheers. So I've got a <laughs> rainbow mug and she's got an Elvira mug that says, what does it say? Don't, don't torture yourself. That's my job. Don't torture yourself. That's my job. So Lucy, let's <laughs> get going. Cheers. Let's talk about mm-hmm. Cox. Cheers. Lucy, can you give us a quick rundown on male chastity, what it is and what the purpose is, why someone would want to do it with their partner? Mm-hmm. So, Male chastity is exactly what it sounds like when you lock your companion's uh, penis in a cage of your choosing. There are many different choices for you. Uh, And you hold the key to that penis and use it at your discretion for sex or otherwise, or don't use it. Uh, And in our situation, it just... Something we tried one time, and it seems to keep everybody happy or more happy (laughs) for whatever reason. So um, you pick to do it. Usually your companion will let you know it. And um, I'm not sure why words are escaping me today. Um, So yes, your companion will usually let you know like, Hey, let's try it. Or you want to try it. And uh, what it does, it kind of keeps your companion excited since it is a little bit of simulation at all times, and then they feel sexier and and they come and ask you for sexy time more often. So that's really nice. Right. So the cage, literally you put it on them and then in your, the dom, it's usually a dominant submissive type event, correct? For sure. Kink. Yes. So the submissive 
has the cage put on, hands the key to mm-hmm. the dominant person, or maybe the dominant person always has it. And then they literally get to decide when that cock cage comes off. Now, exactly. do the, and the cages are stimulating to some extent. So For they sure. do, they can be arousing, correct? Absolutely, yes. Uh, it does not let you get aroused all the way to full erection, but it definitely lets you get aroused a little bit. And it's kind of nice in a way because since you are slightly stimulated at all times, it is pumping a bunch of endorphins and oxytocin into your brain, which just keeps you happier in reality. I hadn't even thought. I recommend. I hadn't even thought about yeah. that part of it. Mm-hmm. So the the wearer of the cock cage is getting kind of that dose of like all all Mm -hmm. the good stuff. The reason why I'm giving myself an orgasm every day because you get the oxytocin, the dopamine, like all of that uh, good feeling stuff just dumping throughout the day then. So to be clear to listeners, how long does this cage stay on typically, or is there a typical I mean, it depends on your cage. Some cages need to be washed more often than others. Others are not so uh, care intensive, but every three days it will come off for shower purposes and then it can be put back on. Every three days? Yeah. Three. Okay. Well, at least yet again, that's for us. It is all up to you. You, you as a person who is holding the key will decide this. If you want to play with your penis, you can open it every single day and keep it locked otherwise. So they don't get naughty and play with them by themselves <laughs> and whatnot. So but, they um, sleep with it on. They can sleep with the cage on. Absolutely. Yet again, it is very cage depending. Some are more restrictive than others. So you will have to pick yours very well that it fits properly because you also it can injure you like if something doesn't fit correctly it will rub and and chafe and then you will get injured so Mm -hmm. definitely mindfully when you are eventually getting to the point of picking a cage for your companion make sure it fits really well you would have you will definitely have to try a good variety of them before you find the one that fits best for you since every penis is very different just like any human is very different mm-hmm. but there are hundreds and hundreds of options all across the internet so start with something simple and then upgrade as you go and don't really buy super cheap stuff because that will definitely injure you so you know make sure you have a key in the general vicinity of you at all times. So that would be my. So you qu- can get out. <laughs> yeah. Well. Right. So let's. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait on that question because I want to uh, mm-hmm. move this forward a little bit more slowly. Uh, and that is a question I have. Um, I want to before launching into October uh, recover, and I know that we talked about this in the male chastity cox in a cage. But I want to, you mm-hmm. know, I know that there are a lot of new people coming to the podcast, and it never hurts to brush up. Um, and probably if you're listening to this episode, you're at the very least curious. But I imagine one of the common thoughts in people's heads certainly was in my head. But as you all know, I'm a kinky motherfucker. So it's no surprise <laughs> that I very quickly, my curiosity grew into um, excitement and interest and actually finding this whole concept a, a turn on and playing with it mm-hmm. a little bit. 
But maybe let's discuss, have a conversation about, well, what does it do for you? You're the dominant. What was it about male chastity that got you wet, got you turned on and got you thinking, this is something I want to do? We'll be right back. My code SELS20 is your key to kicking off the sexiest new year ever had when you use it at funfactory.com. Enjoy 20% off Fun Factory's luxury products, including vibrators, cock rings, lube, and more when you use my code SELS20. Check out the Vim vibrating wand. Yes, the one featured on this podcast thumbnail. Grab the nose vibrating cock ring and experience more simultaneous orgasms in 2024. And don't forget to check out their rabbit style vibes. I'm talking about the lady bye for toe curling blended O's all year long. Just fill your cart and use code SELS20 at checkout and enjoy 20% off when you shop funfactory.com. Cheers. I think for me personally, I enjoy that my companion is almost always horny. So I get a lot more love and affection. And when he wishes to get on my good side, there's definitely way more chores happening on his end. So there you go. Benefit. And um, you can also have it as a reward. In our so saying, if you wash the dishes in the next 20 minutes, I'll unlock, unlock you and play with you. So very good motivation, I feel. Okay. Listeners, are you you listening to that? You get fucking housework done. So that's interesting, though. As interesting as Mm -hmm. that part is to me, what's interesting to me is the idea that so you find it actually makes him more affectionate. Absolutely. Yeah, because he's always horny. It's fantastic. You know, that part of it hadn't really occurred Mm -hmm. to me, but... um, but yeah, I, I get it. I think it it definitely makes the wearer feel m- sexier, right? Absolutely. Um, so for and and at some point we have discussed having your partner join the conversation because obviously you don't sure. have a cock, I don't have a cock other than emotionally, mentally, mm-hmm. and spiritually. I know you are, <laughs> you know, very few other one thing. I think you and I are similar in that we're like. Uh, I could totally dig having a cock for, you know, Absolutely. I used to say a day and then I'm like, give me a good month. Let me go whore around with my gigantic oh my cock. Gosh. Exactly. <laughs> I agree. That'd be so much fun. God. Oh, well. Anyways. Wishes. <laughs> uh, but from what you've heard, I know you can't completely speak for him, but what do you think the draw to is, is, well, you've said it, it makes your partner uh, hornier, but what is the draw beyond getting the rub of the cage do you think i think it is some of the dopamine and it's also such a power play because you are i mean men consider their penises the the one true deity if you believe in such things they're very caring of their members and when you are locking it up they definitely feel exceptionally submissive when you truly feel like you are the toy of your dominant, it gives you a completely different high in, in like your brain as well. So, right. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm very much a switch. 
And I used to think that I was only or primarily interested in doming uh, femmes or women. Um, that's mostly where my dominant activity has come in. But I have, I think, well, since I've started this podcast, I've definitely grown and expanded my interest in several ways. And I have found that there is something like uh, it's a huge rush, actually, to um, sure. dominate someone with a cock or a masculine person with a penis. Um, mm -hmm. And I have, of course, had the experience. And I think that there is this letting go that is just the same as it is for women. Uh, of having someone else have control of something that is so crucial and uh, important to your identity. And I do think that it's interesting in our society for men, their cocks are so central to their identity as a man. And I don't think as uh, women, cis women, speaking for cis women and as a cis woman, like my pussy is definitely not at the center of my female or my being a woman identity because right. because of society, uh, because of the def defined uh, aspect of femininity. It's not like I'm like, oh, yeah, check out my pussy. Like that's just I, – I, and I don't hear <laughs> – yes, women <laughs> – Right. Do not send pussy pics to people. Let's, let's be well, I mean, not at the same quantities no. as men send dick pics. Let's, right. you know, like how easy is it to really get a dick pic? Five minutes. I'll have 50. <laughs> so Do it not. is very much the center of an identity for men. And also it is like a relaxing situation almost because even though this is a very important part of you, then you're kind of giving it away to someone else. And you're like, oh, my God, I don't have to worry about this for now. Right. So it's like an empowering and relaxing, slightly horny situation that you um, put yourself into willingly. Obviously, hopefully no one is coercing you into this. <laughs> right. Safe words do exist. And if you need to get out of your cage, please use your safe word. And uh, your whoever is holding your key must release you. <laughs> Like that is non-negotiable. Yes, yet again. And I think as um, a cis woman, bisexual in orientation, but I definitely engage and am engaging in a heteronormative appearing relationship, meaning with I have, a, you know, I have a boyfriend that there is a rush. There is just a rush that comes with getting to be the one in power and sort of it's a it is according to conventional norms, a big power swap, sure. even without, you know, without the cock cage. But when you get an opportunity to dom your male partner, if you are in a mm -hmm. heteronormative looking or feeling or sexual relationship, it is a fucking great way to add a little kink to your relationship and spice things up. And I think mm -hmm. it's also from my, my perspective. And, and obviously you are, uh, you are far beyond where I'm at. I feel like it creates a level of intimacy and trust. Yes. That I haven't uh, experienced in the past. It requires it's, that. Absolutely. You have to have complete trust in your companion 
in any direction, uh, myself trusting my companion and him trusting me as well. Because yet again, it is a very essential part of anatomy and very fragile and can get hurt. Um, the cock sure. is so fragile. You, it is very <laughs> fragile. Pussy can take a pounding. Cock, not so much. So it is a very fragile part of anatomy and you have to be very careful. I mean, even us going through a number of cages, there were definitely some injuries to the skin and then everything would have to come off and heal for a week or whatever and then we would pick something new because yet again all all penises are different shapes and sizes and grow at different rates so you have to be very uh, mindful so that's important to acknowledge all penises are different sizes and shapes and they're all perfectly wonderful and normal cheers Mostly like go to the left. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they are perfectly great. Good job, guys. Mm. Way to grow a penis. Way to grow a penis. Now let us lock them up. Um, exactly. So let's move on to that. We've got the mm-hmm. basic. Look, male chastity, to sum up what you said, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I just want to make sure that I'm understanding you correctly. The listeners are, mm-hmm. is a kink. Well, it's part of the BDSM kink, although I assume you can do it separately. Um, and whereas the in a heteronormative situation, although there are two two penis owners could definitely do this as well. Uh, sure. One of the cocks is put in a literal cage, and it's called a cock cage, right? Just or a male chastity mm-hmm. device. device. Yeah. And the key to that device is taken by the dom. The dom determines when that cock is um, taken out of the cage and used for play. I assume uh, that some play happens with the cage on, um, which we'll talk about in a bit. But that's also a bonus to vulva owners and women. That's right. The cock can stay in the cage well, sex happens, meaning your pussy becomes the center of attention. Exactly. Fucking amazing. So, um, and then you decide when the cock comes out of the cage. And I assume at some point the cock comes out of the cage and the cage goes away for an extended period of time for recovery. Is that is that the case? Or do some people just do this all the time? Yeah, I think it is very person dependent. And especially if you get a cage that is super comfortable for your companion, I mean, you can stay forever (laughs) as long as you want to. I mean, obviously cleaning and things notwithstanding, but other than that, there's no ill effects that I'm aware of. I'm obviously not a doctor and (laughs) you might want to consult a physician about this, but in general, there isn't any harmful effects. I mean, we wear T-shirts right. all the time. Right, It's kind of like an accessory to your attire. We'll be right back. Start the new year off with a bang. My code explores15 gets you 15% off womanizer.com's famous pleasure air text sex toys. You know, the clit satisfying sucking sensation that guarantees explosive orgasms. Just go to womanizer.com and check out my personal favorite, the Womanizer Duo 2. 
get ready for blended orgasms, or the premium too. Womanizer.com has something for you, whether you are seeking clitastic satisfaction, blended orgasms, or explosive G-spot experiences. Just shop womanizer.com and use my code EXPLORES15 at checkout for 15% off. That's 15% off all womanizer.com products with my code EXPLORES15 at checkout. Cheers. Can I ask you what's the longest you've kept the cock cage on your cock? Cleaning notwithstanding? Cleaning notwithstanding. Uh, uh, probably about a month. Mm-hmm. Right. Huh. That's a good amount October's of time. It's coming right up. Right. And so when we launch this uh, podcast episode, which is going to be next Wednesday, will be a couple days into uh, Locktober, but that's okay, right? Um, because okay. now we're going to dive into what Locktober is, and you can start it at any point in October, of course, uh, or any other month that you want to. But Lucy, why don't you introduce what Locktober is? So Locktober just kind of came about in the kink community and um, it is exactly yet again what it sounds like. It's when you lock your companion's cock for a full month, yet again cleaning notwithstanding, and um, you open it up pretty much kind of at the end of the month. So you will be using it as little as possible to give them as much sexual frustration as you possibly can in a feat of domination and just fun times. So correct me if I'm wrong, but the goal is actually to minimize any of the penis coming out and being played with, which exactly right. So the penis is, I never say penis, but I'm saying it right now. That's so funny. I usually say, you know, I like cock. Cock is one of my favorite mm-hmm. words, but in mm-hmm. this case, it feels very much like I should say penis. So it will not be coming. The penis will not be coming during exactly. October. That is the goal. No nope. coming. No coming. And minimal time out of a cage. It also forces you as a dominant, as well as a person that plays in this activity to learn and find new fun ways to enjoy your own orgasms uh, without a penis involved. Okay. This is fascinating to me Uh, First, for a couple of reasons. First of all, it's interesting to me that it is a feat for the dominant matrix in the relationship. Like it's actually more, uh, in a way, maybe not more of, but it's, it's a challenge. It's a point of pride to be able to keep it on lockdown for a month. I assume that's for a couple mm-hmm. of reasons. A, you yourself are going not, to not be having traditional, you know, the simple way to get the sex done, which is the P and the V. Um, mm-hmm. Also, it shows your abilities as a dominatrix to keep your submissive satisfied in whatever ways that's possible and yourself satisfied and maintain that mm-hmm. state of lockdown, the state of a cock exactly. on lockdown. See, this this is where the name came from. Uh, but additionally, mm-hmm. what I love about what you just said 
Because I, I've been thinking about this in my own uh, relationship, which currently involves a person with a cock. Now, when I'm in a sexual relationship with a woman, it doesn't like matter. Like they don't have a cock. It never comes into play. Sex can be just like us using a toy on each other. It doesn't even have to be like scissoring isn't a, we don't have to have P on P action, right? Pussy on pussy action. But I have noticed, even though in my mind, I know that sex doesn't have to involve a penis and a, a vagina. If my partner and I go too long without that aspect, I start, I start getting insecure. I had, this is a, um, a realization recently, uh, that I am programmed still to think, oh, sex and satisfying both myself and um, a partner with a penis means the penis at some point needs to go in the vagina. And if that doesn't happen, then after a while as a as a woman who has been indoctrinated into sexuality by the patriarchy and even all right. the work I've done here interviewing people like you and the the line of amazing women who have come on to the show and even knowing what I know mm-hmm. I still start to get insecure so what I love yeah. about what you said about October is it actually forces you as the femdom to get creative and come up with ways to satisfy yourself uh, and yes. your uh, cock on lockdown okay. with yes. uh, without it being PNV sex for a whole month. Oh my god, that seems like exactly. a long time. So eh, it's okay. I don't think it's that. I mean, it seems like it's long, but it, but since months have been just flying by. And also, it's not actually that long. It's only 31 days. And I mean, that will speak to your creativity as a a sexual person. Can you make it yourself? Even can I make it? I'm not sure. (laughs) We'll find out. Uh, Can I make it without actually using the penis the whole month? I hope so. And I have a plethora of toys and things to show you and some ideas that you can use uh, for your own October if you decide to uh, participate in one. But yes. It it um it is nice to have that. It also helps because then you're not pressured by it. Like you're not being pressured into having the sex with penis and vagina. You're just doing whatever you think is fun and what feels good for both of you, but not pressuring you into that specific heteronormative sex act. So to be clear, have you ever made it an entire month with a cock on lockdown and no not playing with the cock? I I am um, I don't think so. <laughs> Eventually, I I think I give up. But this month will be the month. <laughs> we won't make it. So you're going to be starting. What is it? The day after tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, it's, it's tomorrow. tomorrow. You guys, yeah. tomorrow it's, so it's October yeah, it's, 1st. We are recording this um, the day before last day of September. So unfortunately, you will only be getting introduced to this. Uh, if I had planned better, we would have done this last week. But mm-hmm. that's uh, that's okay. That's okay. It's okay if you start on, I don't even know what the date is. That Whatever next Wednesday is, it must be maybe the 5th or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. It's still either it will help those of you who have just started or it will uh get some of you to cage up that cock 
that you're living with or playing with or partnered with. Right. So I am, we're going to take a break. We're going to say a cheers and sip some coffee. And when we come back, Lucy, we're going to launch into it. We're going to look at cages. We're going to talk about how Mm -hmm. they work and how they're chosen. And then we will dive into some of the fun activities that you can Mm -hmm. do throughout the month to enjoy the experience to keep yourself satisfied, to keep your subs satisfied. We're going to talk safety. That's going to be a big part of the conversation because uh, that's got to be. And by the end of this podcast, hopefully listeners will have all of the tools they need to have a successful, fulfilling, exciting um, Locktober experience. So Mm -hmm. we will be right back. Cheers. At the beginning of the year, I embarked on the 365 Days of Orgasms Challenge, and Fun Factory toys like the Lady Bi, a dual motor vibrator that hits my clit and G-spot simultaneously, have been making my orgasms faster, stronger, and way more fun. Here's the good news. Fun Factory makes tons of high-quality orgasmic toys that are both body-safe and eco-friendly, and you can buy them at a 20% discount when you use the code S-E-L-S-20. That's right. Go to funfactory.com and when you're ready to make a purchase, enter the code S-E-L-S-20 or scroll down to the notes in this episode, hit the Fun Factory link and when you're ready to make a purchase, enter the code S-E-L-S-20. Then go enjoy your next mind-blowing orgasm. Cheers. And we are back. We have been uh, visiting with cheers again. <laughs> cheers again. We're 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 like hitting the coffee hard today. I mean, we are doing it pretty early in the morning. So this isn't this is an coffee early, cheers. This is an early morning co- podcast. This is an early morning podcast on a day that still involves work. So it's not the weekend. We couldn't do mimosas. Um, mm-hmm. but we are talking next time. Yeah, next time. Yeah, tomorrow. Uh, we are talking to our resident dominatrix, Lucy, uh, who has been on this podcast since it launched and has guided many of our listeners through many different uh, kink scenarios. You did uh, what pegging in the patriarchy, how to dominate your dude, male chastity, uh, Cocks and toys, cages, toys, 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 toys. <laughs> uh, a reminder to listeners, Lucy has, well, at the time we did the toys, toys, toys podcast had 140 pieces of equipment. And by now you, I think you said at one point it's, it's far beyond that. It's so far beyond. I lost count. <laughs> had to buy extra shelves. It's crazy. And sometimes she sends me pictures of of so, the equipment. I mean, my famous bucket of dicks, just saying. <laughs> yeah, she has a bucket of dicks. I assume you can use I them do. when your cock's on lockdown. And what? Yes, what is the newest one that you sent that uh, it goes around the neck and that, what is oh, that yes, called? The stockade. The, the stockade. stockade. Yes. That was outrageous. $600 and it arrived from Switzerland. (laughs) Just to let you know how much money you're about to spend. Yeah. So 
Lucy oh. is, mm-hmm. a, is the real fucking deal. She has a stockade in her house. Of course. Several. <laughs> Several. Okay. Yeah. So I There's assume some for the feet and the arms. I assume at this point you've got well over 200 toys. Oh yeah. Way, way more. Yeah. 300 probably at least. And some of them will, you will see in a moment. Yeah. So that's, what's exciting is we get to see them today. Again, for the listeners who are listening, we are going to do a great job of describing uh, the Mm -hmm. equipment that is being discussed as we always have in the past. However, if it's not enough for you, please, please uh, come on over to YouTube and check it out. You will get a nice visual of all of the equipment and um, in my own exploration of cock cages, it is complex looking into the whole cock cage thing. You can't just grab yes. one, buy it, throw it on a cock and call it good. I mean, you can, but that would be exceptionally cruel. And you probably wouldn't get the experience that you want to have. Mm-hmm. So let's launch into it. October starts tomorrow. Does a person have to be super experienced with male chastity to give Locktober a go? Absolutely not. You don't have to. I mean, you just need a cock cage that fits you pretty well. And then just cock on. <laughs> lock on. Lock on. I mean, the it's cock. locked. So lock on the cock and go on. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can definitely try it. I mean, get consent from your companion before you decide to lock his cock in a cage or consent from your companion if you are the male person and wish to have your cock locked in a cage. Uh, make sure your partner knows you just can't lock it up and then give them a key. And be like, here, have a key. I have locked my, my penis. I'll see you in a month. Um, definitely probably just make sure everybody's on the same page. Make sure everyone's on the same page. I have a question. Mm -hmm. You mentioned earlier that the person with the cage on the cock should always have a key nearby. Is that the case? If their dom is somewhere else, let's say long distance, or your dom is gone for the day and you're home, you're apart at different working locations. Should Mm -hmm. the person with a penis have a key on them just in case? We'll be right back. Kick off the new year with a jaw-dropping 30% off of some of the hottest sex toys and my favorite, Gleam Lube, with code EXPLORERS30 when you shop thethruster.com. Known as the home of the incredible build-your-own-thruster prime, thethruster.com is also partnered with lassiere.com, where you'll find gorgeous vibrating steel toys, and boutiquevoila.com, where you can grab a vibrating lipstick, a rubber ducky that gets lucky, or even get pounded by Thor's hammer, literally, all for 30% off with code EXPLORES30. Just head to thethruster.com where you'll find The Thruster, Lassier, and Boutique Voila and enjoy 30% off your site-wide purchases with code EXPLORES30 at checkout. Cheers. It de- yeah, it's again, again, it depends on all these things. How far away is your companion from a key? In uh, my situation, our key is lives just in our house in a lockbox. I, I have a code for it. So if for some reason I am not 
here. I and there is an emergency of some kind. The person, uh, my companion, will give me a call, and I will give them a uh, code to the lockbox, and they can open it and set themselves free. Definitely, always have a key in, in a really close vicinity. And if you, I mean, lockboxes are great. You can also get the fancier kind, which can unlock remotely via Wi-Fi. So, I mean, oh, that's, there you go. Uh, so that, that was my question. What about in yeah. long distance relationships? Because I think it could be a For really sure. sexy addition to long distance relationships. I Absolutely. hadn't thought about the lockbox scenario. Now, I do know that there are websites we talked about at the beginning of the last Male Chastity podcast, how there was the online sort of locking uh, website that locked the cocks up and it would all be done through the website, but it got hacked and someone tried to, hold, did, the, yes. tried to hold the cocks ransom essentially, which is hilarious. Just, and also I think could have been a bit silly. excited to exciting to the cocks in the box. I mean, imagine that's like the ultimate mm-hmm. cock on lockdown. But so for people who are afraid because of that and don't want their uh, lock boxes hacked, that mm-hmm. what you're saying is there's a lockbox that someone could give to their partner. The key could be in it. And yet mm-hmm. the key holder would have the code mm-hmm. and could release it at any moment if needed to. Exactly. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, for I, sure. I didn't you know. know. And there's many kinds of lockboxes and depending on which ones you want. And um, you can have... I will show you one, actually. One of the ones we got um, a little bit. It's one of these, and it has a little lock, and it's just a timer. Okay, let me describe this for listeners. So this box is clear plexiglass is what it looks like to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. small. It's a small cube and it has a standard kind of lock on the outside of it. That is, But it's just a timer lock. It's a timer lock. Yeah, so if you um, are heading out for whatever, for a couple hours, you can just lock it for the couple of hours that you need to. Also, this one is really good if you are leaving your companion and attendant and they need a moment of that submissive energy, they can themselves put the cage on lock it in a little box, put a timer on for themselves. So you can even play with Locktober on your own. Oh, that is interesting. So what you're hearing, it's coming across the mic pretty strong is the mm-hmm. key jiggling around in that plexi oh, yes. glass box. Um, mm-hmm. So you can actually see the key. So you set the timer on. So someone who doesn't have a companion but wants to participate uh, participate you can get the uh, a, a lock for one of these boxes that you put a timer on now that's an interesting concept exactly and also these boxes they're not this one is plastic okay. so in case of an emergency you can totally smash it or cut the little wire that this holds so there's always a way to get it there's you a- definitely don't want any you definitely want to be able to get in into the key in an emergency. In an so emergency situation. Buy the fanciest 
most proof lock you could possibly think of that you can never get into. Don't do that. That's not safe. Right, right. Do you have any other boxes there to show? Lock boxes? Um, I do not have any other lock boxes. The one I use is just one of those um, realtors use them. Yeah, oh, you do. Use- <laughs> They're I do. And it just has a code and, and it's nice because there's an app for that one. So I can change the code if I need to, or um, oh, how cool. make a one-time code in case I am um, need to like leave a piece of paper somewhere in a house or something for in case of an emergency yet again, or you can get in on a one-time code as well. I'm not sure why I didn't bring it. Well, so that's, but that's, I mean, everybody knows what a lock box uh, that realtors, realtors, that realtors use on a house's look like. So, I mean, that's like the best description. I didn't realize Mm -hmm. that they have apps so they can just change the code after they've let someone Mm -hmm. into it. That's awesome. And I assume that those are pretty easy to get a hold of and order. Absolutely. Yeah. Just Amazon on your, for yourself, they're like master lock or whatever brand you prefer. Okay. Like 40 bucks. So right off the bat, I, I felt like that was an important question. I, I can imagine that someone who is wanting to try October, but feeling a little bit afraid and thinking of all the awful things that could happen while their key holder was away, uh, would want to know like, well, how do we do this and have, um, a real situation of control while also right. keeping my cock safe in case I do need to get it out? This is a, so there are mm-hmm. lock boxes, folks. Um, Great. And that would be great for a long distance relationship because I know in long distance relationships, people want to get kinky and have fun. And this is a great opportunity. So let's talk about choosing the perfect cage for Locktober. Now, I assume there are different cages for different seasons and reasons. Uh, In my own uh, exploration of looking at and acquiring a cock cage, I was shocked at exactly how difficult it is to find a, like a really good cock cage. That is something that I'm like, I could see this cock keeping this on for an extended period of time. So take it away. Let's talk cock cages. For sure. I have a couple of versions for you guys. <laughs> so I'm going to do it. I'm going to do my best job for listeners, especially to help describe the cock cage that we are being shown. And then again, like if you're listening to this on your drive home and you're like, I want to see what that looks like. Then when you get home, you can come on over to the YouTube channel and, and zoom forward to uh, the halfway point post um, mid roll and check it out. So this so, is yes, this is one of them. In this situation, it's just uh, it's a plastic cage. It has a ring, um, and it has the little portion that goes over the head of the penis. Uh, it has an interesting key that goes directly into the holder, so it's not like a padlock or not a padlock. All these, just yeah, a, yeah, like a pad padlock. The ones yeah, that lock. <laughs> uh, so it goes directly into the cage and. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of more secure, so you don't have anything jiggling around and dangling off of it so- in your pants and dangling off. Yes, so we find that these are kind of the better ones because um, they are the least jiggliest, mm-hmm. and it comes. Uh, this is kind of it comes in a set, so there are different sizes for the rings themselves depending on how big your 
balls are. Um, and so it will come in a set. It will have three or four uh, different rings for the balls. And then it will also have uh, different sizes of cages, the portion that goes onto the head of the penis. So when whichever one you pick, you will have to fit yourself uh, to see which one fits the best and then wear it for a couple hours and see um, which one is the best. So, and you said, you said this one is made of plastic. Is that what you said? Yeah, this is a plastic one. It is just, it's like clear, um, not clear plastic, but it's like very smooth plastic. So nothing should pinch and, and uh, keep you pretty injury free. And so I would imagine as it's being um, plastic, it's pretty lightweight as well. Is that correct? It is very lightweight. Yes. And so let me... Go over the description for listeners. What Lucy pulled out was a black, kind of the standard cage. If you've looked at anything, any cock cages, there were, I think, three rings of different sizes. Is that correct? Oh, four. Four rings of different, mm-hmm. just big, uh, biggish uh, hoops. Yeah. And that part would go uh, beneath the balls, right? And around and up over the yes. cock. And mm-hmm. so you can size those. And then the actual cage part of it is a, st- a, a cage. So the bars, it's, and it's shaped like a droopy dick. And it is. <laughs> right? It's like a droopy dick from small. And there are, these cages come in different sizes as well, four, correct? Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, I don't have all four of them, but the, yeah, they're, they're, Right. Gradually increase. They gradually increase in and they, they envelop the whole cock. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, the cage goes around the whole thing. Uh, mm-hmm. black, it's like they do have holes, mm-hmm. um, quite big, like think, uh, almost an exoskeleton for your penis. And so it's obviously easy to clean as well as you can go to the bathroom. And without. you can pee. So you can pee through it. Is that correct? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Is there a little hole in the tip to pee through? There is. So at the tip where the, the reasonable hole. Yeah. There is actually a, a relatively large hole that you can pee through. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So that would, yeah. that, would that be a beginner set or is that just standard? Um, I think you, you, yes, that would be a more of a beginner set. I can't quite remember how much this one costs. Um, but yes, that is a good beginner set. You can try it out, see which one is uh, fitting you better, and then play with it. See how long you can have it on without it being injuring you in any way. And then if you decide that that's super cool, the problem with plastic, it will get, um, you need to clean it out more often because plastics are just plastics. Maybe <laughs> you have to clean them. Um, how often? If you want to. How often? Probably every couple of days. Uh, I mean, you can still, so these are really nice because all the holes are big since it's a very exoskeleton y. And the least grooves you have, the better. Um, So you want it as smooth as possible. So no bacteria uh, gets in any nooks and crannies because you obviously don't want to get an infection. Yeah. (laughs) A fungus infection or something horrible. Um, So, yes, you want to make sure it's um, very hygienic. Of course. Um, and if you want to wear anything for much longer, then you will have to upgrade to something that is more um, 
resistant to bacteria and stuff, which is where surgical steel comes into play. And I'll show you one of those. Okay. Next. So here's another one. Um, it is a very similar uh, to the black ones, but this one has also a Prince Albert piercing. All right. Explain what that is. So first for the listeners, I can tell you this one, it just visually for me is instantaneously sexier. It looks a little bit it more is. ornate. Is that correct? Uh, from what I'm looking at the metal work uh, on the top? So this one, yes, this one is a custom made one from Evotion. It's from, outrageously expensive. From who? Evotion is the company and they 3D print uh, cock cages for you. Holy shit. To your specific size. I mean, it's beautiful. uh, Surgical steel. So it is very, um, it's germ, like it won't have germs on it because it's surgical steel. So it's uh, it's, it's easier to clean. And it's also, um, yeah, it's, it's just more hygienic and it will, it is a little heavier for sure. And it comes in three pieces. Um, same deal. There's a cock section and then there's this I'm, one. I'm raising my hand. So yes. that, <laughs> that first ring, um, you said that's a cock section. That's not for the balls. Oh, sorry. That's the ball section. Okay. So the first ring was for the balls. And this ring is for the ball. Put it up close to the camera so we can see how ornate the um, down a little bit. Yeah, so there's little designs printed on it. That's awesome. It's it's Mm -hmm. like like fuck fuck a wedding ring, (laughs) right? So this kind of goes around the penis penis part, the right middle of it all, the midsection. So, folks, this has three parts over the head. Oh yeah, that's that's sexy. Are those mushrooms? Uh, no, they're just like geometric little patterns. There's patterns, patterns, in it. yeah. And then this is the Prince Albert piercing. Section. So there is a Prince Albert piercing on this cage, folks. What do you do with Prince Albert? Can you ex- explain that goes in through the? Where, what do you do with that? So yes, the Prince Albert piercing. No, is um, a piercing you can google it if you want to (laughs) and it just goes from what is it the bottom to the urethra so it goes it goes up in that so it's an actual piercing and this goes in the piercing and holds the cock in place i assume oh jesus fucking christ and the cage in place yes that way you can't escape oh shit I don't even know how to explain this, guys. <sighs> Yo. Oh, okay. So, wait. Can locks. I? She put the tip together um, with the Prince Albert, and I now understand it. So, there would be a piercing hole, I assume. Oh, that's at the bottom. That the Prince Albert would go up and into, yeah, like- and it would come through the urethra. Is that what you're telling me? From the bottom into into, into the, the urethra, Ooh. Like and then it, you put the top of the cage on, mm-hmm. and it clamps down on the Prince Albert, so or on the top of the cock, uh, so mm-hmm. it's not that cock is not going anywhere. That is way above my. <laughs> 
I agree. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and then you lock it. Yeah. Just lock that into place. There's two keys. There are two keys, one to the Prince Albert area, which is midsection-ish, and one to the base where that goes around the balls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, folks, if you want to see what that motherfucker looks like, uh, head to YouTube. <laughs> so, yeah, three parts. It's custom-made. It has beautiful designs in it. Mm-hmm. The Prince Albert um, holds it in place. And can you? I mean, the whole thing holds everything in place, right? But the Prince Albert holds the penis head in place. Yeah. So it's even harder to get out of if you super secure. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you have to have a Prince Albert to use that. Correct. Yeah. All right. You do definitely. So that might be for Um, folks who are down the line a little bit. It's quite a bit down the line because custom made things are obviously very expensive and I think they're like six, seven hundred dollars. So you and then they go up from there. So <laughs> it's not even the most expensive one uh, that is available for people. So they go up to thousands of dollars. So that's for very <laughs> um, committed people. <laughs> in the beginning people would start with probably just trying out the, you know, like the plastic For one sure. and you start out figuring out the size and dimensions and everything like that. All right. Well, I'll show you one more though. Um, that is likely, it was similar to that one, but this one doesn't have the cock ring portion. And this just also sits, um, on the penis and uh, this is kind of not necessarily in between but if you're don't want that restriction for your balls you can use something like this and that um, is also is. a prince that prince albert is holding it in place exactly in this situation you cannot get out of this because prince albert holds everything in place so the ball uh section is not required all right so for listeners what she has shown looks a little bit like a tiny cheese grater just because of the design it does not have any graters on it but that's what it looks like to me oh boy well does it uh, or does it uh, does it have all right well so it looks like that we're going to find out what the reality of it, it is it does not have the big hoop that goes around the balls and if you've ever looked at cock cages that's probably what you've seen this just almost yeah. looks like it slides on the tip and restricts it it does have the exactly. prince albert piercing part of it that's kind of what you lock in and it stays in place with but right. now you have a comment uh, about the cheese grater look so if you're feeling extra feisty as a domination person, you can get a tip that has little spikes on the inside. Oh. So which oh. will make very hard for you to um, I can see the get spikes. Because they will jab into your penis. And causes a little bit of play, um, a little bit of pain. And if you are a masochist, you're like, this is, sounds like fun. 
All right. So, so listeners, um, what she showed was there is a section of the cock cage that goes over the head, like the very tip, the mushroom, if you will, of the cock. Mm-hmm. And with this one in particular, there are, I, yeah, I would call them spikes. spikes, little tiny yeah. spikes, not, not like giant spikes, but yeah. tiny little hooky mm-hmm. spikes. A couple millimeters long. A couple millimeters long so that when you put it over. So if you started to get, if the cock owner got a little too excited, it would definitely be put back in its place quite quickly. And I assume some of the fun for you would be getting the cock excited so it got poked and put back in its place. Absolutely. All right. Well, cheers to whatever I just (laughs) – oh, boy, that was a lesson. I didn't even know that I – to be fair, my experience with looking up cock cages has been pretty – like looking at the standard – cock cages um the the like the first set that was shown to us the plastic set and i've seen metal sets i have not ever looked at the um prince albert's because i've never met a cock with a prince albert i have Mm -hmm. seen cock cages that have something that goes in the urethra can you talk about those a little bit? So I don't have any of those because even for me, that's a bit much. Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't I have never played with those. You've never, you're you're going to have to find an, a, a different expert for that it, specific one. But yes, there are those that go all the way in. Um, to the urethra. Them, yeah. I don't know. It seems like it's. Oh, it seems like a lot, but yeah, I don't know because I have a urethra. It makes me do a massive kegel to think about that, but that is something. And um, I have t- spoken to people uh, with penises who have said that that urethral stimulation, that um, having something in the urethra, is quite exciting, just in a different way. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I could see how that would be intimidating. Like you'd really want to know what you were doing, like nurse level. Exactly. Shit. Yeah. It's, it's very, I mean, there is obviously a king of this medical type procedure mm-hmm. situation. It's not one of mine. I don't do any needles or anything medical. So it kind of freaks me out. Yeah. <laughs> Even me kind of freaks me out. Right. So you're going to have to find uh, – that's a whole extra podcast you can have. Yeah. <laughs> just need an expert in that medical kinks. Well, so if you're out there and you're into medical kinks, uh, you know how to get a hold of me, Annette, A-N-N-E-T-T-E, at SheExplorasLife.com. But that's not what we are going to be covering here. So now we've shown you some cages. We've described some cages to you. You've heard the sounds of them clinking about. I'm going to assume, speaking of that, because I can only imagine as listeners were hearing the sounds of the cock cage, that once the cock cage is on and it's in the pants and the person's going about their day, I'm going to assume they aren't walking around clicking and clacking at work. No. Okay. That's why those are very nice because the key is uh, in the assembly itself. So it's not like hitting anything or right. dinging. Well, for, for the ones that actually have the tiny little padlock, do they clink and clack all day when the cock owner walks around? There, I, I have things. 
So if you don't want, uh, if you did buy a cock cage with a padlock situation and you don't want your companion to go around clicking and clacking in their pants, uh, they do sell little plasticky padlocks with numbers on them. I don't know if you can see the numbers. I can. But this, but this definitely, it is like a little key holder and you lock it in place. It's plastic, so it's not going to cling and clack. And since you do know the number, if they were naughty and removed it and got another one with a different number, <laughs> you will know that they cheated. So. Oh, interesting. Many so ways to do it. what she just took out and showed me, it looks almost like, uh, you know, when you've got bread and, and you have that little plastic clamp that you, it's thin and you put over the uh, bread bag. It looks like that. It's in the shape of a tiny thin lock and there's a number on the front of it. So it locks, you can track it. Um, and it's tiny and it doesn't click and clack because, you know, some people don't want everybody at work or out at the bar or whatever to hear their cock cage rattling around. That's interesting that you can get something mm-hmm. like that. That's it's disposable. I assume it is disposable. It's a one-time yeah, use. It is. It's a one-time mm-hmm. use type thing. Well, yeah. There are solutions to all kinds of problems uh, that can pop up. So, all right, you've chosen your cock. At this point, let's just say you've got a cock cage and, and, and October is here. You know, you what's decide, the plan? what's the plan? Do you do some inaugural ceremony for kicking off October? I mean, it's up to you. You can. Or do you just slap it on? Companion on your hands and knees and then they give you the key in a ceremonious manner and then you put it in a box and you forget about it for a month. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, it's really, it's dependent. Up, uh, it's up to you. Whatever okay. you want to do. So you get the, the cock into the box. So let's talk about Locktober. What are some, what do you do? Yeah. What do you do? Uh, so you're, here you are, you locked your cage on your companion I mean, you obviously do not have to have sex (laughs) with your companion every single day. So at that point, it's really up to your imagination. What can you come up with to do with your companion that does not involve a penis? Some of the things I enjoy doing is sitting on their face until I have an orgasm. It's really great. Um, I have a nice queening chair that I can use. You have, I have talked about it before. You've probably heard about it on um, this, these podcasts across, <laughs> across time. So you can do that. There is a neat little sheath I can, I will show you. So here, if you do want to use a penis, but it's locked in a cage and it's not al- allowed to get aroused, you can have this nifty contraption that has a hole and ball situation and you can put it right on top of the cage and use your penis anyway oh my but God. also not really because it is in a cage and it won't be stimulated as much because this is actually pretty thick um silicone all right listeners let me ex- okay this is all occurring to me what you're saying so she pulled out what looks like the external part of a dildo so it's shaped like a cock like a dildo but there's no center to it and it's flexible uh silicone i assume or something like that it is yeah and you slide it over the top of the cage Mm -hmm. um 
And then it becomes basically a uh, a cock for you. It's like a dildo, except it's on top of the cage. So you can still get fucked while they're in the cage. Here's another one. Uh, This one one previously had a, yes, this one is bigger, but the one previously had a much bigger hole, whereas this one is mostly covered on the top just to be as penisy as possible. And same thing, you can just slide it on top of your cage and we have done it. It's like a silicone glove of sort for the dick and um, Mm -hmm. cock cage. Only they get, um, only the stimulation so they, yeah, they will not be getting erect in this state. <laughs> and do you still get to enjoy the penis fun? There you go. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's fucking amazing. Different sizes and shapes and obviously all that stuff. We, the ones we get, we get from the Bad Dragon website. Um, so the Bad yeah, Dragon. Six. Yes. This is where it's, you would find uh, those. Mm-hmm. They don't pay us. <laughs> for advertising <laughs> um they're they just should. really good uh quality I know, right uh, they're just really good quality and if whenever you see the tiny penises here and there on our podcast that's also from them so yeah that is uh one of the things you can do even with your clo- locked up cock so there you go it's like the ultimate tease yes they literally because there's mm-hmm. There's still some stimulation because obviously your vagina is not a black hole. <laughs> Things don't just disappear. So there's a little bit of pressure that they can feel, but almost nothing else. So it's like almost a mind fuck, fuck I guess. <laughs> yeah, it is a mind fuck. And then you're like, you can literally see your companion on top of your penis going up and down, but you don't feel anything. So it's definitely a, an interesting mental can I ask you uh, what is your companion? Do they typically get aroused by that? Do they, is it exciting to them? What is their experience? Do they get their own high? Again, I know that at some point in the near future, we will let your uh, companion share, but um, mm-hmm. just from your perspective. Yeah, it is definitely a, a mind fuck because – Things are happening and you can kind of feel something, but also you can't feel enough of it. So it is stimulating, but to such a small extent that it just, it's, it's like the ultimate submission where you're like, I'm fucking my person. I can barely feel it. And they're having a great time. <laughs> so, yeah. All right to that. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's definitely more a mental state than a um, physical one. Wow. So I did learn something new. I've never seen those sleeves before. Um, I mean, I suppose some of the cock cages are smooth enough, like the plastic one. You could kind of like grind on that if you wanted. Um, I mean, yes, you can. But that's not. But also they're not that comfy. <laughs> right. To grind on. So um, definitely better. What else? What are some other things you do during... Um, um, so lots of pegging <laughs> and if you need to know more about, about that, that we did a podcast on pegging and the patriarchy and how you can like there's some pegging 101 
uh, mm-hmm. stuff there. I mean, I have my fancy harness. All right. And, and for viewers, you're getting a really good uh, look at Lucy's uh, shirt. I so, love it. It says, don't torture yourself. That's my job. Yes, you also get my shirt. And then this is the fabulous strap on fun. Mm-hmm. Just put it on and, you know, go to town. <laughs> so Lucy just held up what is a full body. It looks like it's a, it's red leather, I assume. It is, yeah. Suspenders um that then go go down and your legs go through it and on the front it has a ring Mm -hmm. to hold a dildo that you would then peg your partner with and also mine has the magic wand attachment holder so you can also attach it to the whole contraption and it will hold the magic wand for you as you peg your companion wait so it holds the magic wand to you uh, so that you Correct. get wait can you show me mm-hmm. how how does that happen I don't, I, can you <laughs> what a good friend you are i try my best yeah so it has extra straps so she is putting ah. the halter over her shoulders to demonstrate <laughs> her where where it kind of falls and this has an attachment yeah. it's an extra belt or harness yeah and then you just attach it as well to and more you can just, strappy things right so this yeah. this harness this dildo harness has a whole bunch of buckles and straps it and does. hoops and loops so many straps <laughs> and there's uh, then a place on the front that has a ring for the dildo and yeah, then another and then, one and nicely you can put your wand in there and that will uh, be oh I see on your clitoris yeah again. Listeners, you might want to go check this out if this sounds fun to you. If for, let's say, Mm -hmm. you are like, maybe I'm not going to do Locktober, but I would like to get into pegging. Um, This is a pretty cool setup that you have. It does actually hold the magic Mm -hmm. wand. And I assume any number of wands or vibes could fit into that against you. So you get your vibration while you peg your partner. That is, so I'm going to assume where, where did Mm -hmm. you get that uh, custom setup? I assume it's custom. Am I wrong? It is custom. Yeah. Because of course it's custom. (laughs) Um, I, um, I don't remember. It's been a couple of years since we got it, but Etsy is your friend and there are many, uh, many, many uh, people that custom make leather um, accoutrements. <laughs> for how would, how you. would you how would you search that? What is it called? If you were like, oh, I want a strap on setup like that, how would you, you look would, that? That's up? exactly how you would search it: strap on setup, leather harness, and then Etsy will be giving you hundreds of versions and variations. They even have them in all colors of the rainbow. It seems these days. So yeah, we, we get so much of our stuff on Etsy just because obviously there's a demand for it and everybody buys it. Right. So pegging. Um, and -hmm. if you've got obviously the vibe for you, you're going to get off. What does that do to your partner? Obviously pegging is still pleasurable for your partner because of, um, the, the prostate. And again, you could listen to butt stuff. We did a whole podcast on why uh, anal and butt play is pleasurable for both 
you know, both, I, I was going to say both genders. I don't want to say that why it's pleasurable for all genders. There are just mm-hmm. so many nerve endings down there. Uh, so the person with their cock in the cage is going mm-hmm. to enjoy it because they're getting that stimulation, but then they get hard and, um, Exactly. Okay. There's stimulation from that as well. And I mean, you can definitely give the cock cage a tug here and there um, and still play with the genitalia. It doesn't, it just has stays in the cage. And depending on how long you, your person has been in the cage, they, you, some people can come in the cage as well. Oh, so they may, they may come. Even if they don't get fully erect, they may just get excited and blow their load. Exactly. And is that extra satisfying uh, for you as a dom? How how does that feel to you? I, yeah, it is. I mean, it is definitely such a power dynamic that I feel like there's nothing more submissive than having your pegging your partner and having them just have an orgasm, even though they are in a cage. Yeah. So, that's really nice. It's like a very different kind of mind high. Right. So pegging, and then you can fuck the cage cock, which is really exciting to me to think about. I don't know. For me, that's one of the most exciting things you've talked about, about on this podcast. Um, queening, meaning that you squat or sit and they can just lick your pussy for hours. So these are some Mm -hmm. of the things that you mix into sex playtime. Any other things to suggest? Uh, I assume I know that you are into impact play. Uh, That's a big part. So let's go on to talk about how do you do you add this into um, your Locktober activities? Absolutely. I mean, you can really the the possibilities are endless you can tie them to a bed you can put them in a stockade have them stand or do impact play in any of those positions and um, I mean nipple torture ball torture find uh, something interesting you want to try have them walk around in an apron naked in your house and do the dishes Um, also you can back to the strap-on thing that we were talking about, give them a strap-on and a cock and just ride them that way as well. You can, um, since we were talking about sheaths, sheaths, you can just put, I my person has the, his own strap-on because mine is a bit snug for him, but yeah, you can just grab a penis and have your way with a penis right next to the locked penis and uh, also enjoy that activity see what else you can you can do yeah impact play ball torture if you want to see a contraption for that i'll show you yes ball torture uh does ball torture satisfy the person with the balls or do they hate it I mean, it's, it would, yet again, it depends on you. Do you, some people are masochists and enjoy ball torture. So we are about to see a contraption that is used for ball torture. You can hear it, listeners. Oh, it looks like it, what does it look like even? It looks like like, like a corks, like one of those, what what would you even call it? I don't know how to explain um, this to you. I I don't know, a 
it's a, it's a squish squish. I guess when Juicer. I, I guess what I was thinking of is it looks like uh, if you have ever watched the road runner and the coyote is always blowing up shit and he has the, puts his two hands on and he pushes down on the explosives and they, right. Doesn't that what it looks like? Uh, yeah. Kind of like that's only this one turns. But this one you don't push down, you turn it. Yes, so. but the blade does um, move down and then squishes. Do you put a ball in there? How do you get the balls in there? So it's a cylinder that has an opening <laughs> at the very, bottom. The, so there's a bigger cylinder and then there's a slightly smaller cylinder with a hole where you would um, move these uh, apart. Yeah, so it screws on in all directions comes apart you'll put your balls here both of the balls go in there the bo- both of the balls go in there i so this is a yes. very complex this is complex it is next complex. level uh device that is a cylinder yes. you pop the balls in there i wouldn't even say pop the balls in there you place them somehow Gently plate them yeah and then you close everything together there's a shut. number of screws clump it shut and then squish him with this nice lever thing that turns around. Yeah, then you basically turn a lever that squishes them. How does it squish? Does it come down on them? Does it like... Yeah, it comes... Uh, yeah, it comes... It slowly away. crushes them, essentially. Yep, it slowly crushes them. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So, yeah, it I mean, slowly... Not to that extent, obviously. <laughs> it is kind of like a meat... Not a grinder, but I guess kind of like it pushes the balls. Yeah, crusher. It's a ball crusher, guys. It's a mm-hmm. ball crusher. So, you can put his cock in a cage and then crush his balls. And <laughs> that... Is and be, you, you, I'm not... Would, <laughs> I'm not... You would need one of these cages for that because... Right. So you would need a cage that didn't have the mm-hmm. uh, ring that goes around the balls. I I don't know. Are listeners going to be able to keep up with this? I don't know. But basically, there are so many different options of play, uh, depending on what you and your partner are in, into. If you're really into BDSM and the pe- pleasure pain dynamic, you can add more and more pain into the situation uh, because in those cases of course your partner gets excited by that um if you like the tease aspect there's the sleeve that goes over the cage that you can fuck and they can watch you now so you said you in your situation the cage that you use you clean it every three days so the cock comes out you clean it. What does what happens with the cock while it's out of the cage? Um, well, usually I am standing right there, so they don't get a chance to touch it. And if you are very much into the restriction, and you you I mean you can tie them up and then take the cage off, get it cleaned, put it back on, and all that time they're tied up, so they can't do anything. Oh, that's sexy uh, with it. So. Yeah, it's it's nice. Can you play Time with it a little and get them all excited, but then not make it come? Yeah, it's your cock. You do whatever you want with it. So, so ultimately, the idea is it is your cock. It's it is yes. the key holder's cock. The cock is yours. When it comes out of the cage, you can do whatever you want with it. The idea is to not yeah. let it come. Um, and then you exactly. lock the cock back up. Um, 
for newbies, is doing a month feasible? What would that look like? What would you suggest? Probably not, especially if you're a beginner, just finding a cage that fits you well without causing damage, uh, be it chafing or something else, um, God forbid, lacerations, nothing good. Just that aspect takes months and months sometimes, especially if you have a companion with a very, I mean, every companion is completely non-standard penis. But yes, because it takes such a long time to get a cage, you will not be able to do Locktober until you truly find a cage that fits you very well and does not damage you in any way. So start with a couple of days and then upgrade in time. Start with two days. Actually, start with one afternoon in reality and then go maybe one night, depending on like if, if your partner gets a rupture in the night, that can also cause damage and they didn't notice they were too um, hard to sleep for whatever reason. So, I mean, definitely be as safe as possible. Increase your time as your time goes on. And then eventually, hopefully you will make it to October and can do it for a whole month. Right, right. So how long did it take for you to work up to doing a full day? How long when you got started did it take to get to getting to do even just a full day? Even just a full day, uh, probably a couple of weeks. Just that because you have to, since we just bought the set of a number of uh, cock cages, we had to try so many of them on in small frames to make sure like it is not, you know, (laughs) you have enough circulation in your penis and balls. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) nothing gets damaged. Uh, Sometimes it's totally fine for 10 minutes, but then uh, 30 minutes in, uh, you get not enough circulation and something bad happens. So you have to really watch it. For the first time, I recommend having like a long weekend off and starting there and then uh, going up from there. You know, but your cage on, go on a walk. Sitting is one thing. Walking is another thing. So go on a walk. See how that fits. Can you walk around in your cage? If you can't walk around your cage, that cage is probably not a good fit. You can only do, like, you have to be able to do, obviously, sexy time activities are very intensive in the physicality. So you want to make sure you are able to do all those activities with a cock cage as well. Right, right. Without damaging your penis. <laughs> right. Very important. Let's keep everybody safe, damage-free. Right. Yeah. So if you are new to this and you've only done a cock cage for an afternoon or something like that, perhaps don't launch into October with the idea that you're going to do the whole month. Maybe just use the month as experimentation and Mm -hmm. gradually graduating to longer and longer periods of time and coming up with new and exciting ways that you and your partner can enjoy the caged Mm -hmm. experience, whether that's getting the sheath that goes over the cage and still having sex or teaching maybe I mean, for me, what sounds really exciting is locking up a cock and and having my partner spend hours just pleasuring me and learning how to pleasure me in all the ways that I want uh, him to. I mean, that would be fun to just um, spend the month focusing on 
How do you get me off in a way that also satisfies you? Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be used as a real learning experience and uh, Absolutely. and growing experience for you as um, a couple. I also feel like just handing the control of your cock over to your partner, whoever that partner is, that's a lesson in trust. And so it could be a real trust builder month. Like one day go to work and leave the key with your partner and see what it feels like. Obviously uh, come up with some safety solutions in case something happens and you got to get that cock cage off. Um, See what it feels like to hand that control over for an afternoon while you're literally away and at work with your partner. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's remember all the endorphins and oxytocin you will receive as aware of the cage, but also as a holder of the key, you have the control and that's also exciting in its own little way. Yeah. And you might get more chores done by your partner. Exactly. I mean, it seems like it could, you could get like, just have a lot of orgasms as the key holder for that the month. Well. I am, you know, I don't know with me on my you can three. Set yourself a goal. Yeah. Orgasm a day, <laughs> be it sheaths or cocks or face sitting or hand jobs or whatever else you enjoy. Oh, you could make that their chore. Like you need to make sure that you figure out how to make me come every day of this month. There you go. Without using your own penis. I like it. It can be fun for all. Fun for all. Well, folks, I feel like we have learned a lot. We got to see some of the toys uh, that the cages you actually get got to see if you are on the YouTube channel, some of the cages, hopefully my descriptions did them justice on the um, audio version of this podcast. Again, listeners, um, this is, I'm new to doing the video version of the podcast. Um, I wanted to add it in to your experience with locker room talk and shots because sex and a fun, exciting, uh, experimental sexual relationship often comes with a lot of toys, toys that are a big part of my life. Um, I hope they're part of your life. They're part of, obviously, if you're going to get kinky, uh, I wanted a way to be able to show those of you who are interested, um, some of the equipment that you can use to enhance your sex life, whether it's masturbatory for yourself, like me, I'm doing my 365 days of orgasms challenge, or it becomes part of your sex life. And Lucy happens to have a huge array of toys (laughs) that most of us don't get to like get a tour of. So hopefully we will be able to do more of these podcasts with you, Lucy. And for listeners who are curious that you will, um, uh, you you will be able to come over to the visual video podcast mm-hmm. and see whatever it is you want to see. So I, sure. I think that we've covered everything that we can about Locktober. So, yeah. We're already into Locktober. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you can start now. You can start anytime. If you are a, already advanced in your cock locking, you probably are doing it. And maybe you can get, so, you got some great ideas from Lucy. And if you're new to, um, locking up cocks 
I think that you've given some really good ideas of where people can start with Locktober and some fun they can have with mm-hmm. it, you know. For sure. Thank you, Lucy. You're, you're very welcome. For sharing I'm so sure much. I'm sure we'll do this again. <laughs> I Yeah, I'm hoping so. I think that um, I, you've got a lot of equipment. I would love to be able to share. You are very well-versed in the BDSM world. And and I think you make it very approachable for people who are curious about it. Um, so thank you so much for joining, um, folks. I'm going to remind you of where you can find me if you want to get more involved with the podcast and see some of the stuff we're doing when we're not recording. You can find me on social media. I am on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Locker Room Talking Shots, or She Explores Life. You can head over to She Explores Life because something I didn't say at the beginning of this podcast is that it October is National Kink Month. It's Kink Month. Uh, I'm going to be covering a lot of fucking kinky shit and writing articles about it. Um, and so if you're curious, head over there. I'm also doing a ton of toy reviews that you'll be able reviews and roundups that you'll be able to uh, mm-hmm. read about over there. If you are listening right now and you're not on the video podcast, head over to Annette Benedetti on YouTube and you can watch the video podcast. You can see some of the video updates I'm doing on my 365 days of orgasms journey. You can see toy reviews. I'm slowly but surely getting stuff up there. Um, I think that cover. Oh, I'm ticking and talking over on TikTok. Please join me. That's been pretty fun. And you can find me there at Locker Room Talk Podcast. I think that covers it. And I think so. Lucy, you can find here. When she comes on the podcast, you can listen to some of her past podcasts. I highly recommend it. Go back and listen to the male chastity Mm -hmm. cox in a cage. Listen to the pegging and the patriarchy and um, and how to dominate your dude. Lots of great information. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Until next time, I'll see y'all in the locker room. Cheers. (laughs) Ring loop. Bring sexy back in 2024 with hot lingerie, sensual body products, and adventurous sex toys from lovehoney.com, all at a 15% discount with code EXPLORES15. Embrace your inner bombshell with their gorgeous bra and panty sets, baby dolls, and corsets. Then explore your desires with their line of toys that range from vanilla is my flavor to tie me up and call me good girl daddy. And don't forget to treat yourself to a massage candle or essential body oil, all for 15% off with code EXPLORES15 when you shop lovehoney.com. That's right, 15% off on lingerie, sex toys, and more when you shop lovehoney.com and use code EXPLORES15 at checkout. Cheers.